Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Sports Day for Kia. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Yes, welcome back to Sports Day WA with Peter Vlahos. Just before we talk tennis, another wicket at the cricket at Optus Stadium. Ben McDermott has gone. Andrew Ty has got him, caught by Bancroft. He's one of the uh, very, very good fielders, let me tell you, in the BBL. He covers a bit of ground, Bancroft. Takes some good catches as well so far in this campaign. Ben McDermott was a danger man. He's out for seven. So they're repeating the uh, three men to go. Jewel for eight. McDermott for seven, and Matthew Wade, a three-ball duck. Uh, he was out, caught by Inglis behind the stumps with the bowling of Morris for no score. Zach Crawley's not out, 16. Tim David, the boy from Claremont, Netherlands, is not out on seven. He's a danger player. And then Darcy Short will follow another West Australian. So uh, a couple of West Aussies there. Looking at the bowling, Lance Morris, three overs, two for 16. And the other wicket taker, Andrew Ty. One over, one for seven. Three for 48 in the eighth over are the Hobart Hurricanes. Three for 48 in the eighth over. All right, let's have a look at tennis. It's all happening. Let me tell you, the all-electric Kia EV6 GT Supercar. Bring you our tennis update. A pinnacle of engineering Kia, the EV6 GT, the most powerful Kia ever crafted. And uh, he was due as good last night. Val Febo, and we invite him back again, of course, involved in the Breakpoint podcast and part of SEN's First Serve program. Val, thanks for your time. Absolutely no problems, Peter. Anything for you guys over there in WA? <laughs> Firstly, let's talk about uh, Rafael Nadal, the world number two, bowed out today in straight sets. His lovely wife was in tears there in the player's box as her husband bowed out. I'm just wondering whether we've seen the last, last of Rafael Nadal at an Oz Open. He was beaten in straight sets by Mackenzie McDonald. We heard from Mackenzie just before the break. 6-4-6-4-7-5. It was sorry to see the champion today the way he bowed out. He just couldn't, uh, he couldn't get uh, the most out of his body, could he? Yeah, it was it was honestly quite heartbreaking to see Rafa and, and what he was going through. Um, he pulled up in the second set with a left hip flexor. That's what that's what everybody was kind of alluding to, and he looked in such discomfort. And I think his family and his box could really tell. And the funny thing is, his family are all here. It's the most he's ever brought over for an Australian campaign in a very long time. So the questions were there a little bit whether this was the end and the last time Rafa would be heading to Melbourne. And then the elongated goodbye at the end. He went right into the middle of the um, into the middle of no man's land on the court, really, in between the service boxes and the baseline, and waved to everybody. And it was it was a little bit bizarre. And I, I think I think you might be right. I think look, 
we, we speculate on athletes as they get older and the speculation will continue around Nadal as to when it will happen like it did for Federer for many years. So who knows what we're going to see with Rafa, but I have a feeling it could be the last time. It was, it was honestly horrible to watch. It was Mackenzie McDonald played an amazing match because sometimes when your opponent is injured, you lose concentration and it gives them actually a little bit of a sniff. And we saw that in the 2014 final when Rafa was a little bit injured against Stan Vavrinka. And I think it was something to do with his back or, ab- or abdomen. And Stan kind of lost a bit of concentration. He ended up writing, uh, you know, writing or getting the train back on the rails, won the match. But you've really got to beat these guys. And in tennis, the beautiful thing is there's no scoreboard. You can't tick it down. You have to win that final point. And Mackenzie McDonald was brilliant today. And only the fourth American ever to beat Rafael Nadal at a Grand Slam, which is unbelievable. The first to do it outside of the US Open. So he stands alone in that stat, which is amazing. So brilliant performance from the American and uh, one that I reckon he'll remember for a very long time. Oh, interesting stat. Yeah, only the fourth American to do so. I think many didn't know that. Thanks for that, Val. A couple of Aussies are on court at the moment. Jason Kubler did very well to come back in that second set. There was a break early in that second set to Kajnikov, but he's, uh, he came back and took it 7-5. But I see that uh, Kajnikov has broken him in the third set and is serving to take uh, the third and a 2-1 lead. But Kubler certainly is putting up a battle. Yeah, he's a star, Jason Kubler. There was a point in his career where his knees were so bad he couldn't play on a hard court. And if you look back, he only played one hard court match. It was an Australian Open qualifying match. Uh, in between 2011 and 2017, he played, I think, uh, 87 events on clay in that time and just couldn't get on a hard court. Now look at what he's doing. He's made the fourth round at Wimbledon last year and the second round here, his first ever main draw singles win at the Australian Open, 13 years after his first attempt, which is quite amazing. And he won the second set and the final game was a 70-shot rally, which was almost the record set by Gilles Simon and Gail Monfils back in 2013. So Jason Kubler, he's up for the fight. Karen Kashinov, a very good player in his own right, has made the the US Open semifinals uh, last year, beat Nick Kyrgios in the quarters, and a Masters 1000 winner in Paris back in 2018. He's been in the top 10. He's a very good player. Um, the Russian Hemsworth, they call him. He's uh, very, cl- uh, he's a very, uh, he's a bit of a doppelganger <laughs> with um, with uh, Liam Hemsworth, which is very funny, and he has acknowledged it as well. But now he's a very good player, and um, yeah, it's a great battle for Kubler. But um, yeah, it's, I think I don't think this one is done just yet. Yeah, no, interesting. As I said, he's serving. Uh, Kachanov is uh, serving for the third set. Uh, Johnny Millman, the Queenslander, is taking on Daniel Medvedev. Uh, they are at four games all in the opening set, and that match is on serve. So Johnny Millman hanging in there, certainly in the early stages of that contest. Yeah, oh, geez. It, I, I, I'm a big Daniel Medvedev fan. I love the way he goes about his business, and I love the way he plays. But Johnny Millman, he's just... He's such a battler. He's such a fighter. He's just such a wonderful exponent of tennis in this country. And watching him win against Marc-Andre Husler the other day, his first five-set win in seven years, his body... I spoke to him after, uh, in the press conference as well, and he said that um, that his body's feeling the best that it has in over 12 months, which is great. So if he can, um, if he can push Daniel Medvedev tonight, who knows... Um, yeah, it'd be a great result for the Australian if he can uh, if he can pull it off. It'd be quite unbelievable. Let's talk about the other matches coming up shortly on Rod Laver Arena. Stefanos Tsitsipas of Greece taking on Rinky Hijikata of Australia. And uh, I tell you what, Rinky, be excited. He is one of the big draw cards in tonight's program, taking on, of course, the highly ranked Greek. 
Yeah, he certainly is. But you know what? Rinky Hijikata has played on uh, on the big courts before. He made his uh, Grand Slam main draw debut at the US Open last year. Guess who he drew in the first round, Peter? Rafa. And he took a set off him. So he's no stranger to the big, the, uh, the big courts. He shines on them. He relishes these opportunities, which is what I love in a tennis player. Someone that wants to fight and wants these high-pressure moments. You saw him after winning against Yannick Huntsman in the opening round from two sets down, four, four hours and 26 minutes. And the passion that was coming out of his body, it was just unbelievable. He was just shaking. He was that happy and that hungry and motivated to keep going. So Jason Ku- oh, sorry, so Rinky Hijikata, um, yeah, if we see him or with that passion and with that fight against Stefano Tsitsipas tonight with the Greek crowd versus the Australian crowd, it's going to be awesome. Rod Laver Arena is going to be rocking. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. I know weather intervened a lot of matches today. Twofold question here, Val. How's it impact on the schedule going forward? And where is, because certainly Thanasi Kokonakis has done well against Fabio Fignini of Italy. He's taken the opening two sets, and he's on his way to a straight sets win at four games to two in the third when, of course, uh, that match was suspended. So where is it all at at the moment? So remember yesterday when we spoke about that heat delay, Peter? Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's just screwed over the entire schedule because it rained all day today. Um, so everything is in backlog. There were Igish Fiontek was through to the third round before 16 women had even hit a ball in their first round, which is quite unbelievable. So, um, yeah, Danasi Kokonakis still waiting to get onto Kia Arena. Uh, he will be on very, very soon because the match that was immediately preceding it between Bianca Andriscu and Cristina Buxa of uh, Spain has concluded and the Spaniard has gotten the job done over the 2019 US Open champs. So Fabio Fonini and Danasi Kokonakis will be out very, very shortly. Should have been done earlier today. Um, but Danasi leading 6-1, 6-2, 4-2 and 15-40 on Fabio Fonini's serve. Fonini just looked disinterested yesterday, pretty much. He was thinking about the plane ride home and getting back to Italy. I reckon as soon as that heat delay hit, I reckon Fabio was like, you know what, I'm going home. It's a very on-brand thing for him to do. When he's in the mood, he can beat absolutely anybody on his day. He's a Masters 1000 champion. He's been inside the top 10. He's a very good player, but he's got to be in the mood. And, uh, yeah, a very on-brand Fabio Fanini performance yesterday. Yeah, very erratic and mentally not tough enough, certainly, in this tournament. And as I let you go, uh, Coco Golf looks like she's on her way to the next round. She looks like she's going to go- have the better of Emma Raducanu. Uh, she took the first set, Coco Golf, and she's leading 4-2 with a break in the second. So, uh, And she's one of the fancies, isn't she? Yeah, she is. She's um, a Grand Slam finalist, made it last year at the French Open. She's a very good player. Um, we know that. She's... Um, She's Yeah, she's done so much at such a young age. She's only 18 years old, which is just... It's it's quite staggering that she's only 18 years of age. And um, I, I love watching her play. I love her tenacity. And, um, yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing what she can do because the quarterfinal prospect is her versus Igis Fiontek. Igis looking good. Coco's looking good. If that's the match that we get, get the popcorn out because it's going to be a, a tantalising <laughs> prospect. So, good yeah, on you, mate. really uh, exciting. Uh, she's done... Yeah, and let's hope the weather forecast going forward is a lot better than it's been the last couple of days. But uh, we thank you for your time, Val. Always very, very uh, informative. And enjoy tonight's session. Certainly will. You guys too. Have a good one.
Good on you, Val Febo there from the Breakpoint podcast and also part of the SEN First Serve program as well. Before we take a break, there has been another wicket at the cricket. Uh, Tim David is out, caught by Andrew Tai. Jason Berenoff getting into the wickets. He was out for 20. So uh, Darcy Short has come to the crease. Uh, Fahima Ashraf is also there. And we're looking at the scoreline now in the 10th over. So we're heading towards the halfway point. The Hurricanes who beat, as we know, the Scorchers. The Scorchers suffered their first defeat at Bell Reeve earlier in the uh, tournament. Well, they might be able to turn it around here at home, but uh, still plenty of cricket to be played. Five for 66 in the 10th over. Berendorf has one for 19, bowling his third over. Lance, the wild thing, Morris, has two for 16 off three overs. Ashton Agar has picked up a wicket, uh, one for 17 off two overs. And Andrew Ty has bowled the one over and has one for seven. So uh, Ashton Agar picking up Zach Crawley, who was also dismissed uh, just prior to Tim David for 19. We'll take a break, come back with more in a moment. We're going to focus it a bit on the glory of the real grudge match coming up on Saturday night. This is a real grudge match. Melbourne victory, who have got a number of ex-glory players in their squad, plus an ex-coach, of course, Tony Popovich, taking on the glory side that are doing okay, unbeaten at Macedonia Park this season. And they haven't lost in their last three games since the return from that long period of away games. We'll speak to uh, uh, an assistant coach in Chris Coyne, the former England uh, soccer professional, on the other side of the break here on Sports Day.